Hey there. Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We are a holistic lifestyle podcast where we give integrative solutions and bring brilliant experts to help you thrive. Mind, body, and spirit. We are doctors Nicole Huffman and Abby Kramer, and we're so happy you're here. Here we go. All right. Welcome everybody to Coffee with the Docs. We have a kind of a different episode today. We're going to just do some Q&As because you guys love them so much when we do them on Instagram. And uh, we figured let's do one live. And then that way we can even like chat about some solutions a little bit deeper than just like the one word sentence we have time to do on Instagram. So you've got yeah. Dr. Or Abby like just today. picking. Yeah. And it's kind of fun because then we figure we can cover like the basics of kind of a bunch of different topics in one episode yeah. instead of like Love going it. super detailed. So if you guys like this, we can keep doing it every few episodes. Yeah. I think it'll be super fun. Um, also, we should chat about, I think this is the first episode where we get to really talk about our new mm. sponsor and right. we're really excited about it. So we have partnered with Life Boost Coffee, and they're our sponsor for the podcast, our official coffee for Coffee with the Docs. And we love them because they are super clean. And as you guys know from listening to Dr. Abby and I over the years, that we're all about products that are very clean and mycotoxin chemical free because it's really important, especially with coffee, because so many coffees are toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, I'm sure you have seen this too. We've talked about this before. Many people that think they're super sensitive to coffee and look, some people are and like cannot handle the caffeine, right? But many times I've just found it's a quality issue. It's like yeah. their coffee's contaminated with mold or heavy metals or whatever it might be. And once they switch to a really clean coffee and obviously consume it in moderation and are having like six cups a day, right? They're like, oh my gosh, I'm not jittery anymore. I don't get headaches. Like I feel so much better. So we're super passionate about it because we love coffee. And so it's all about finding a brand that's in alignment and, you know, as clean as possible. So you guys yes. can use our code CWD15 to get 15% off your purchase. I currently am drinking the, the decaf, the decaf double mocha. It's amazing. Their the flavors and they're so good. Are so, so like, I don't know. I'm sure they you guys have it. had, yeah, they really do because so much when you're like tasting a coffee that supposedly has a flavor, like legit can't taste anything. Theirs, mm. you really can. It's awesome. Yeah. Or it's like so strong and tastes like fake. Yeah. Like they just ideal. hit it right in the middle. They use natural stuff. So check them out. I think it's, I was just really impressive with how many different options they have. They have half calf, they have decaf, they have flavors, they have light roast, dark roast, medium grounds, beans, like whatever you want, which All I was really things. impressed with a lot of the clean brands. There's so many great brands out there, but just have a couple options and they've really got a widespread. So we also will be having 
their CEO and founder on the podcast soon, where we will go super in depth, but check them out. Life Boost Coffee. They're on these. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Dr. Abby, shall we jump in? Do you have a question that you want to start us off with, or you want me to? You go ahead. Okay. So I got a good question. I I get so many questions about eczema, which is why I did like an entire thing on eczema and my membership, because I feel like it's just so pervasive. Um, But this I thought was kind of a cool question we can just chat about. And it was eczema. How do I identify and address the emotional factors behind it? So a little bit different than just like, what do I put on my skin? How do I eat? Blah, 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 Mm -hmm. which is like a lot Mm -hmm. of what I wanted to cover in that video. But in this question is really more about like the emotional factors, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. And what I learned a long time ago with skin is, um, that it can have like so many different factors because your skin is really what is like a outward reflection of you in the world. And so, yes, you know, it's like, how are you showing up in the world? How do you want to show up in the world? How are, how do you think other people are viewing you? Um, Mm. I think all of that can play a role when there's like really any skin issue. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like, how are you showing up? What does that look like? I also think with emotional stuff and skin, it's like what emotions are literally so intense. They're like boiling over. Like they can't just stay inside. Right. They're like, if you're not expressing it, it's like, like, I just find it's like super deep, like someone that's just been like so mad at their dad for 30 years. Right. Like, And they haven't been able to express it or haven't really talked about it. So it's like, what is like festering almost Ah, like emotionally? I know. Well, that's cool. I've also heard this, like one really annoyed me because I'm dealing with it personally. (laughs) Correct. I knew it. Asher has this like tiny little bit of eczema on his face that is like Mm -hmm. not leaving, but his body and like all his other skin is like so clear. It's great. Right, and so yeah, um, it's like, okay, you know, if you heal, like, I think this is a big thing that they talk about in a Chinese medicine proverb. Like if you heal the mother, you tend to like mm. heal the children. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, You're what like, is it go bringing figure. up in the mom? And I was like, yes. gross. Okay, fine. I yeah. have to <laughs> think about this one. You're like, okay, fair. Probably. Is yeah. Fine. And when we oh, talk I mean, about, I tell that to patients all the time, like, it's if mom's good, kids are good, especially yes. babies. Right. Which is just makes so much sense and unfortunate. So, really? and, and then for, you know, those people who have answered that question or who asked that question, um, listen to our other episodes on emotional work, especially the yep. most recent one. We talk a lot about different ways of um, just being able to yep. heal things emotionally. So that should be very relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect that we just did that episode. Okay, let me see. Okay, this is a good one. Are there any benefits to seed cycling post-menopause? Can it help with low libido? Hmm, I love that question. I would say why not? Yeah, I love seed cycling. I think it's awesome. Keep your body kind of in that rhythm, like helping because seed cycling 
you guys isn't like, it's not like taking hormones, right? It's giving your right. body those like micronutrients that help your body do what it should do on its own. So I definitely don't think it would be harmful at all and would help oh, your body gosh. create more progesterone, testosterone, estrogen, you know, like, yeah, for sure. One of my favorite companies and we can put the code in the show notes or the link or something is Bia, B-E-E-Y-A. They do a great job seed cycling. Um, They do a great job with their seeds. They're like super clean. They actually put a little bit of like chamomile in both of them, which is like, just seems perfect because we have to remember um, with low libido, you're really, you're, you know, a lot of times it's like a stress issue, right? If your stress is too high, mm-hmm. your libido, testosterone, progesterone, all of that goes yeah. down. And so I love that idea of just like even the little bit of chamomile in the seeds to help like calm mm-hmm. the nervous mm-hmm. system. So I found them to be really helpful. And that's really cool that they do it for you. Like I think yeah. like so many people see it's like when they're like, oh, I had to buy the seeds and like do the thing and remember to change them out, like do a different blend at different points, like just yes. like- yeah, one for much. this one for this yes put in your smoothie every day done i'm like somebody else make it for me package it let's put it in the fridge call it 100 yeah yeah and like you said the um the quality is such an issue especially when you're talking about seeds yeah yeah exactly um okay cool all right, cool. So there's uh, another question about skin irritations and rashes. I thought this might be a good one to chat a little bit about fringe products because they're so helpful for this, but it's skin irritation, rash after yard work, poison ivy, maybe arms and face. And so some of this, I tend to first think of like yard work where people get really itchy. I do tend to think of like histamine reactions mm-hmm. for sure. Just like mm-hmm. It's so crazy how allergic everybody is to nature. So sad. But um, I do think that there is just like probably a histamine thing. And we are obsessed with um, dehist as just like a supplement to help with um, histamine reactions. But in terms of like, if it is poison, IV, or just like some other thing, Um, we were kind of chatting off air, but some helpful things could be red light therapy, which we'll Mm -hmm. also put, um, the link for our favorite red light wrap. The wraps are awesome, right? Because you can put it directly on that. If it's like all over, do a wrap for skin stuff. I was gonna say, do you think if it's all over, it'd be more helpful to sit in front of a panel or. Well, I mean, not necessarily. You could, you could argue either because the great thing about the wrap is you are just getting like 100% of the light absorbed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's direct on skin contact and it's like closed essentially on your body. So for skin stuff, I just tend to like that better. Whenever you are, if you're using a panel to treat a specific area, you want to be four to six inches from the light. Now the panels have more power, so they're stronger, Right. but obviously a bunch of that light is going to scatter. Yeah. So if you like have a hot, like inflamed rash, I would definitely go wrap. Now that doesn't mean if you have a panel, do it that way because you can cover a much larger area of your body, obviously with a panel. Right. It's just not going to be as focused. Correct. Okay. And then we were also chatting about how something like the MISA with the CBD could be really Mm -hmm. helpful for just like inflammation in general. 
Yeah. And like, like we love having, yeah. The Misa CBD cream at home for anything like that, a scratch, a bruise, a cut, a bump, a rash, you know, it's just CBD is very, very anti-inflammatory. So it just helps bring that inflammation right down without hopefully having to do something like a steroid cream or calamine. Like a lot of those topicals are just so toxic. And so, you know, I always like to go the more natural as possible first, but you can't replace like putting some sort of topical cream right on the area. It's so helpful. So um, between those two, super great to have on hand for skin stuff. Awesome. Okay. Hit one up. Next one. Lab tests we recommend for her and her husband if they want to conceive in the next 12 months. I love that. So really like Mm -hmm. thinking ahead. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. You want to start or you want me to do it? Um, I can start and I'm sure you'll add some things on. Yeah. I would get like regular labs, you know, standard like CBC, CMP. That's just going to like look at a lot of basics. I would get a full thyroid panel. I would get vitamin D. I would get, depending on your history, if you've had maybe irregular cycles or like terrible cramping or just you've had reproductive issues in general, I would totally do a Dutch test. Yeah. Because that gives you a great idea on your hormone profile and stress hormones and all of that. Um, Maybe you don't have to go straight there if you've got super regular cycles and no symptoms and you know you ovulate every month. But if you've had kind of a history of some stuff, Dutch test, I think is the way to go. Definitely. I think what if else? you want to get real specific, so Dutch test is more, unless you're doing where it literally maps your entire cycle, it's yeah, the only the luteal. Yeah. It's only the luteal phase. And I think in the follicular phase, day three, it's really good to look at FSH, LH, estradiol, and AMH. Those are going to yep. tell us sort of like what's going on with your eggs and all of that stuff. I do feel like also AMH, tell them about AMH. I was going to say, I know. Go off on I just, for a second. <laughs> AM, just so I don't scare people rant. Yeah. I know I'm always yeah. back and forth with like, should we test AMH or should we not? Is it just yeah. going to scare you? Is it just whatever? Right. Um, right. Because AMH is, they're learning a lot more in literature that it's maybe not that great of a predictor um, when it comes to fertility, because your AMH levels can change. I've had multiple people, including myself that had pretty not ideal AMHs, like a zero point something, um, conceived naturally. So I just sometimes feel like that one scares a lot of people. And then there's other people who have like this beautiful AMH of like a two or whatever, and they can't conceive. Right. So I just, don't know how accurate it is anymore. Um, totally. But fertility it's docs probably more really like love to look at it. It's probably more like everyone knows themselves, right? If like knowing all of that information would make you feel more empowered. Right. And like, cool, I'm going to work on my fertility naturally, blah, 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 blah. Go for it. Get all the data. For other people, it makes them spiral. Yeah. And yeah. so if you're that kind of person, just like get the basics covered and you know, start trying to get pregnant, you know, I do feel like looking at progesterone luteal phase is really important because if your Mm -hmm. progesterone isn't ideal, that's a big reason why women can't hold pregnancies. 
I do also feel like just if your AMH is not as ideal or your FSH is a little higher than expected, that's just a very good sign that we need to work on a quality. It's not like an end all be all. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms right. of the guy, I mean, I feel like a lot of those tests we did were more like female oriented. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. great to have a sperm analysis done. And then for men, I like to look at red blood cell, zinc, magnesium, um, vitamin D status. And um, sometimes I do like a tox panel on the men um, just to see if there's something specific that the guys really need right. to offload. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that covers it. Cool. Good starting points for sure. Right. Okay. So this is kind of an interesting question, but I thought like maybe it could apply to, um, a lot of different procedures. So somebody was asking for a before and after protocol for MRI with contrast. And I feel like I get these questions all the time and really it's super hard to give somebody a whole protocol that like, I don't see as a patient, like I don't, can't give you an Mm -hmm. entire protocol, but um, I feel like this kind of apply, applies to like any procedure, medical procedure you're getting done where there's like anesthesia yep. involved or whatever dies. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I think is important to take is just like stuff that's supporting the liver. Um, cause all mm-hmm. of that is stuff that your liver is going to have to detox. So personally, I really like glutathione, NAC, and I really like Cisandra and our favorite mm-hmm. brand that we talk about all the time, Vervita, which we can have a link for in the show notes. I really like cleanse, um, mm-hmm. just as like liver supportive and yeah. then something like a charcoal, right. Is going to be important yeah. just to kind of help your body absorb any toxicity. And you're going to want to do that empty stomach before and after, which I think is really yep. helpful. Yep. That's what my first two thoughts were glutathione and like charcoal or Takasumi Supreme, like a binder of sorts. Yes. Um, The other stuff, I mean, I've learned from Sherry Tenpenny that can really support detox is like higher dose. We're not going to give you guys specific doses, sorry, but higher dose vitamin C, vitamin D and vitamin A for like two, three days leading up to the procedure and two, three days after, because that also just super boosts your detox pathways. And it's with like simple, um, vitamins. You can yeah. do that. And I think the vitamin a is that. a huge missed one for people. And most people oh, don't totally. get enough. No. So you know, what has a lot of a in it is liver. So if you just eat some liver before and after your liver procedure and too, cod- Odd liver oil is super high in A as well. And then Mm -hmm. you also get like omegas. So love that. It's a good one. All right, cool. Let's see my next one. Ooh, this is good. I'm going back to working night shifts. How can I support my body? I got that same question. Oh, you did. People are. I mean, just some like, of these people probably like follow over. both of us and are like, yeah. "Someone is going to answer. Someone this. will answer it. Please they put it everywhere." Yeah. <sighs> that's a tough one. Like yeah. honestly, it's like that's always going to take a toll. But I think it's just doing your best to whatever you can do to get the sleep your body needs during the day is going to be like the most important thing. Like 
blackout curtains in your room, blackout any type of artificial light. So your body basically needs to think that it's nighttime during the day, right? So you're not trying to like sleep in bright lights. And then I would totally do something like red light therapy. Yeah. To support cortisol levels too. Like when you get home from your shift. So your body, I mean, that's going to literally tell your physiology that like the sun is setting. Yeah. And then probably adrenal support. Yeah. I was thinking Regenerzyme Adrenal from Verbita. And then um, when would you have them take that? I'd have them take it when they wake up. So right. if they're so supposed to wake up at 10 PM or whatever that they take yeah. it on. Yeah. Right. And I, I also usually use melatonin in this. I have a couple of patients who are police officers who do night shift and um, we actually do use a little bit of melatonin before they go to sleep because their melatonin yeah. stores are usually pretty jacked up. Um, totally. So I do use a little bit of that and sometimes like a Tulsi Rishi, like an adaptogen. Yeah. Nice. Cool. But yeah, I do think the blackout curtains, the <laughs> funny story when I was um, my ex-boyfriend of a million years ago, when he was on night shift, the bedroom was like so creepy looking that he would sleep in every day because it had like pillows and oh all God. like the, you know, and you're just like, <laughs> This is not like conducive. You're like boarding like, the house up. Yeah. Cause you're I'm like, this looks yeah. like a kidnapping room, but okay. 100%. Have a great sleep during the day. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. I thought that this was an interesting question because we have had some episodes about water. It's the best home, best whole home water filtration system. Mm-hmm. And um, I've done ridiculous amounts of research into this in the two homes we've had, we have had in Colorado, we've had very different water filtration systems. So the one we first did like a whole house one with those like really big tanks, but then we interviewed Robert Slovak and he was basically like, he was like, you're killing yourself basically. Yeah. Because if the tank can't empty all the way, you're getting like this buildup of bacteria. So you literally need the tank to be able to empty every single day. Mm -hmm. And he says a lot of that stuff like contributes to autism, which is like so crazy because anybody who's doing a whole, a whole house water filtration system is already trying to be extra healthy. So it just sucks. That that's like it really does. So we did a custom one at this home based on our water and we do have tanks, but they're, they're very small, just enough yes. to, for the different passes of water filtration. And we use a lot of water feeding all the animals. So the tanks definitely empty all the time. So that's what we're using. And if you're like renting or you're living somewhere where you just can't afford to do something like that, or it's too overwhelming, I would do like the Aquatrue, which we can put a Mm -hmm. link in the show notes for, um, because we love them. And that's personally what I use as well. And then I would do like a shower filtration head or something like that. Yeah, totally. I have the Jolie on our showers and I really like it. It's easy oh, to use. Okay. And I mean, no offense, but some of them are so ugly. You're like, oh, yeah. are you kidding? I have this nice shower and it looks so janky. The Jolie yeah. actually like looks nice. Nice. Okay, cool. Oh, aesthetically. I've never heard yeah. of that. That's awesome. Does a good job. Filters out all like the, the really bad stuff you want. And there is, I can't remember the name of it, but there's also a, um, 
this ball. It looks like a ball that you put in your bathtub. Oh, to soak up the that chlorine. It absorbs all the chlorine. Oh, so cool. that's a good option too if you're not filtering like your bath. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's great. Yep. All right. I think we got time for a couple more. Yeah. You want to each do one more and call it good? Yeah. Okay. Anything to help pancreas with reduced function? Uh. I mean, enzymes for sure with like every meal. Yeah, definitely enzymes. I would also really think, so, um, well, we can link gastro digest because I love that yep. one. Gastro digest by Vervita with meals. Yep. And then I would totally look into the emotions behind pancreas. Mm-hmm. I mean, in NET, which we talk about a lot, Chinese medicine, the main emotion associated with pancreas is low self-esteem. So I Mm -hmm. feel like doing some work around that could be really good. And then this is one of those where you also might want to go see a functional doc and see what's testing as like a root cause. Is it some sort of pathogen, like a fungus? Yeah. So like a food sensitivity, is it like, you know, why is that happening? And obviously controlling your blood sugar, because if you're, Mm -hmm. if your pancreas is having to do like a lot of work, um, that's going to be tough too. So just really making sure that you're eating clean and a good argument to do a CGM. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Glucose monitor. We have a million episodes on that. (laughs) So go check that out, but we'll leave like we have a, a coupon code for you guys on that. If you want to monitor your blood sugar response in real time, yes. um, that could be a huge underlying cause of that too, for sure. Yes. Love that. Okay. Last one. I'm going to throw out a question that I actually don't really know the answer to. <laughs> Maybe you do. Oh boy. And if not, then we'll just be like, I'll. Yeah. <laughs> um, this question is nine-year-old with sleep paralysis. I actually like don't really know a lot about that. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. No, but my immediate thought is like subconscious emotional something happening. Yeah, that's kind of what I would think too. Emotions, yeah. I would would work with someone that does something like NET um, and see what comes up. I, I mean, I also know in our world, a lot of like bad nightmares stuff like that can also be linked to parasites so that might be something else i would look at like yeah is there some huge disruption in the microbiome happening you know at night that's causing that but i think more like fight or flight like what's triggering that yeah like stress emotions right i was like oh sleep paralysis is so freaky have you ever felt it yes um, no have you more just like once or twice That's terrifying it was a really long time ago and it was definitely during like periods of higher stress where it's like you wake ask. up like, but you can't move it's like very bizarre and very short yeah. but like yes freaky. but still yeah so i'm like Ooh. i really feel for this nine-year-old my goodness yeah oh that's so sad totally. I yeah i would look okay. at nit for sure for that okay okay cool all right nice Cool. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you enjoyed our little Q and a, and if this is something that you guys like, um, we'll definitely do it again. All right. Awesome. Until next time, guys. All right. See you soon. 
The statements in this podcast have not been evaluated by the FDA. Information provided here and products recommended or sold on coffeewiththedocs.com and or our podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The information provided by this site and or by this podcast is not a substitute for a face-to-face consultation with your physician and should not be construed as medical advice of any sort. By using any of this information or reading it, you are accepting responsibility for your own health and health decisions and expressly release Dr. Nicole Huffman and Dr. Abby Kramer and its partners and guests from any and all liability whatsoever, including that arising from negligence.